Okay, welcome to the Ghost Star Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank everybody who supported. Thank you for all the feedback that you guys have been giving, whether it was good or if you were giving some critiques. We really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Ghost Star Podcast. It's your boy Nana. It's your boy Alphaberry. ID. It's your boy E. Sub Sandy's on the scene. It's the girl Jazz. What it do? Girl Jazz, what it do? All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start the show. Today's topic is college, higher education, the unwritten rites of passage for anyone who wants to make something of themselves in the world. Or is it just really a scam? They admit us, they charge us thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to obtain a degree or a piece of paper, however you want to look at it, that can help, but may also very likely lead you absolutely nowhere. Leading to the question, was it worth it? Let's open up this discussion with the first question. For those of you who have already graduated, generally speaking, how'd you like it? And what was it like? And for those of you who are still in school, how are you enjoying your college experience? I mean, off rip, I could start. I mean, you know, I graduated, what, three years now? Um, two, two and a half. 2017. No, it's, it's kind of... Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, am I using my, my college degree right now for what I'm doing? No. And I'm still making good money. Do I feel like college was worth it? From the degree aspect, I don't. But I feel like I built a lot of connections. I met a lot of people. Um, you can't put a price on experience. But um, do I feel like it was worth it overall? Yeah. Yeah, college is worth it. I feel like everybody should experience college. Not even if, not necessarily for your career goals, but to grow as a person. I definitely feel like everybody should go away. That's an important thing too, because uh, it's about building and learning who you are, developing your character, and finding yourself. So for me, I feel like that was what college did. Oh, yeah, I appreciate the snatch. You know, yeah, show, show some love, man. What's up, man? Come on, let's do this. So essentially, you're saying it pretty much aided you in your development as a person yeah overall yeah even if the degree itself didn't really yeah it agree with that all right so you feel like it was worth it yeah all right just to impose i also believe it was worth it and it wasn't until my junior year that it actually became meaningful to me because initially i was majoring in business for no good reason didn't know what i was doing switched over to english because it made more sense to me and then i came across a professor and that professor changed my life she was like Morpheus in the Matrix. Like she fed me that red pill. It was a red pill, right? Red pill. Red pill. We didn't do our research. It doesn't fucking matter. It's yeah. the one that shows you the truth. She gave me the truth pill. Okay. And then that pretty much transcended into every single other area of my life. I still use it to this day. So essentially, my college experience liberated me mentally. And you can't put you cannot put a price tag on that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, what if I would have never met her? I would have been stressed. Fact, bro. I mean, however, she however, Obi Wan Kenobi. Why? Why you say that though? What do you mean? Like, as you said, she fed you the truth pill and stuff. But yeah. what, what? What information beforehand did you know that? Like, I feel like I was just. I was an I was an autonomous thinker, but I was always thinking within some sort of box. You know what I mean? Okay. I was brought up a certain way culturally, religiously, societally. But once I took her class, she just helped me to open my mind completely. 
and just see myself as a human being as opposed to let's say a black man who is from this area who was associated with this or that i was able to see myself autonomously yo bro what's her name give her a shout out all right shout out to beth mccoy <laughs> and if she doesn't like that we'll edit that out Yo, if you go to the same college that he went to, take Beth McCoy's class. She changes lives out here. Thanks. Changes lives on the regular. Nice. Um, as for me, you know, I'm going into my second semester of my junior year at the moment. You know, college has been, you know, it's been college. And I, I've met a lot of amazing people in my life so far. Like a lot of lifelong friends that I think, you know, definitely impact me in a whole bunch of different ways when I, um, that I met in college. Uh, a lot of, like, former alumni, they told me a lot of stuff about myself. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like even though college, like, um, you do meet people socially and stuff, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, going into college, you're not aware of the amount of resources that you have, too. Because I even found out, like, um, last semester, like, I'm trying to go into, um, you know, marketing and like economics and so like the business field and stuff. But I had a talk okay. with uh, one of the deans one time and it was like towards the end of semester, uh, last, yeah, last semester. And I asked him, I was like, hey, do you guys have anything that has to do with like broadcasting, marketing and stuff? And then he said, you know, I could just hook you up with um, uh, the basketball team. You know, they have a lot of that, like they do the commentators, uh, the commentators and stuff, you know, they... They, like the college students are the ones that are doing the commentating and you know like there's like a whole bunch of different skills that you can learn just from you know doing certain things on campus rather than thinking that you have to wait till after college to you know go and like kind of fend for yourself so it's like yeah so I, even while you're in college like taking initiative yeah it's key you can't just sit down you can't like remember opportunities are always there you just have to present them for yourself you know what i'm saying you have to go towards go towards uh like people and stuff, start interacting with people rather than just sitting there and just playing video games in your dorm and shit. <laughs> so you're saying college really is what you make of it? Absolutely. Yeah. You can't just sit there and expect your degree to carry you for the rest of your life. Absolutely not. All right. So what about you, ID? What's your What's your college experience like right now? I know you guys are those guys on campus right now. After <laughs> us, of course, the OGs. But like, yeah, like, what's your experience like? Um, like, like what are you majoring in? What What are your goals? Um. I recently switched from chemistry to applied math. Word. Okay. Because one brolic major to another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually interesting because when I came into college, I was actually like struggling to choose what I actually wanted to do. And it's kind of like even when you think about it, it's kind of unfair to expect like an 18, 17 year old, sometimes even 16, depending on like what you've done beforehand to choose what you want to do for your entire life. Mm. So you, just to move forward, having such a large expectation to put to be put on you, it's hard. And that's why like I forced myself to go into like chemistry, doing all these things I would try to make myself to become a doctor because you know that's how it is. And because I'm So like, you go to become a doctor? No, not, not anymore. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um just to like divulge more on that topic, moving as a seventeen year old, eighteen year old, we don't really know much about the world around you 
or even about yourself, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard to choose what you want to do. And I, and I felt that. And I looked at everyone else around me. They're also confused. So for my experience, it was more so about finding myself, stop like me trying to not be so stiff about everything around me. Not, like what you said, Alpha, about how you thought your life was in like a box. You didn't really think outside of the box and think about all the possibilities that were out there if you had just looked for it or believed that it was possible, believed that it was there because you're capable of making it happen. Mm-hmm. So college itself is a more of a learning experience. I'm still learning. I'm always learning because life is all about learning and keeping moving forward. You got to keep swimming. So college is teaching me to swim, to move forward. That's really what it's about for me. All right, so this man is a very proactive, assertive individual. You hear that, ladies? This man is a go getter. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit, wait. I yeah. got a whole woman. Oh, you know, right? Yeah. 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 One thing, I was going to try to clown him, but he just got right in front of me. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, there was something that he said, though, about the box. Um, I feel like, you know, coming from a, having parents with immigrants, um, they teach you like, yo, is either you're a doctor, you're you're a lawyer, like, you know, like the the engineer. main engineer, yeah, like you know the main key thing. So I mean, I understand where that box. Because honestly, going to college, I wanted to be a doctor too. I didn't, I didn't really know like how many other jobs were out there that I could get a degree from, and I thought that if I majored in anything else, I'd be a bum. So mm-hmm. I pursued everything that would lead me to be a doctor. But do you think that you know leading? Uh, what comes before college also kind of switches your perspective a little bit. Because remember, you know, a lot of, you're, you're thinking in high school, a lot of times, you know, you think you know what you want to do beforehand in high school, but high school doesn't do a very good job of really preparing you for what you actually are good at and what you actually want to do in college. So do you think that high school and also your parents, uh, what they're feeding your ears before you go to college also plays a big role in what you choose to do in college? Oh, yeah. Um, even, like, in high school, I remember I had a teacher. He was like, yo, the worst thing you can do is major in business administration. And I'm like, why? He's like, because that major is so broad. Right? Yeah, like, but the thing about it is, looking back on it, like, I feel like I do have a business mind. If I, if I majored in business, not saying that that's what I wanted to do, but I feel like I could have, it, but it, like, it narrowed my scope coming into college. So, like, I already canceled that out because, like, a dude who, with like a mentor in a sense, had already told me like, don't do that, it'll hurt you. I mean, referring to like life leading up to college, I feel like up until the point that you actually decide you want to go to school, mm. everything leading up to that point is just putting you in a position to learn how to make your own decisions, mm. in a sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's essentially getting you to the point where you want to decide if you want to go to college or not, or if so, which college you're going to go to. And then, if then like which major you're going to choose and stuff like that i think what people should really focus on is finding what you're good at just find mm. what you're good at while you're in high school and um and then i feel like college will be a lot smoother rather than because a lot of times you know people spend like two years figuring out what they actually want to do like recent mm-hmm. two years of college recent two years of money and tuition you know loans that you have to pay back and now you have another you're, like you're, you're literally banking on your last two years to you know, come up with something, you know. So I definitely feel like just focus on what you're good at. All right, like. So what you're good at or what you like or both? 
Uh, which you feel? Which do you feel is more important, or should you find a balance? Yeah, I feel like a, a balance, a, a fine balance. You know, you should kind of know your. It's really no boundaries sometimes. Most of the times, actually, but I say most definitely, like you know, both both of those. You know, just try to find what you're good at and um, what's the other one that you said? What you like? What you like? Yeah. I absolutely agree with that one. There was somebody gonna say something? Yeah. Um, definitely should find a balance between the two. Uh, when it comes to doing what you're good at versus doing what you like, in order to be good at something or at least progress forward in something that you're good at, you need to have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a passion for it, you're kind of just running in the same place. And when you hit a wall, you're just going to plateau. You're not going to really move forward in life and you're just going to really stay at exactly where you are. Like Some people are just geniuses out the womb. They're smart. They can move forward, but they don't have really any um, <clears throat> want to be in school at all because they feel like it's easy. They don't want to, they don't see a meaning to it. They don't like it. They just feel like the teachers are talking at them, whatever the case may be. Only until you see the reason as to why you're doing what you're doing, then can you actually move forward. Because it's like, let's say somebody tells you that you're a good runner, right? You run track. You're fast. You're very fast. But you don't like to sprint because you feel like it's like it's strenuous on your body. You can be extremely fast, but that doesn't really mean much to you unless you actually want to like move forward. Like you could go to your Olympic. They say you could do all these things. I can't imagine the amount of times that people have told me or my like sister how smart how smart we were. Like we could like been doctors or whatever the case may be, but we don't want to do it. So if I go to if I go into a bio class and I try to take it, and the, the class is hard and I don't really like bio that much, I'm not gonna want to do it. You gotta like it too, because that's where the passion comes from. And that's where you're gonna really exceed your standards. So you have to strike a balance between the two. I say that's absolutely true, and you'll see once you graduate that it rings even more true after you're out of school, because you're gonna realize that in school it's structured. Even if it's difficult, it's still structured. You know exactly what you need to do. Once you graduate, it's all in your hands. And that passion is going to drive you forward. But to kind of counteract what both of you are saying a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you guys made very, two very good points. But let's say you let's say you uh, focus on what you're good at in college. And then after college, let's say you find a good job. And then once you get that good job, you focus on what you like after college. Now you have a little bit more freedom to focus on what you actually like. And then you get to focus on, like, you know, I feel like wouldn't that be a, a smarter path? Because you know you can focus on what you like in college, mm-hmm. but let's say you come out and it's like, dang, yo, I can't, I can't really, you know, get a job in this field. And but you're you're totally better at some, uh, you're you're better at something else, and you could have gotten a job in that field while you're and focus on that in college, but you decide to focus on what you like, and now. When you come out of college, instead of focusing on what you liked and all that type of stuff, you're focusing on what you're good at, what you could have done in college. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying, like, make a sacrifice while in college. Just yeah. put everything into what you're good at yeah, and afterwards make that decision. Exactly. Do you, do you think that's a smarter path? No, that's very intelligent. But, I mean, for me, I was fortunate in the sense that what I liked and what I was good at was completely aligned. Okay. I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah. But I do believe that passion is important because my first year... My first year, first year and a half in college, I was a business major, and I was always smart. I mean, if I wasn't smart, I wouldn't have gotten into school. We went to Geneseo. It's a pretty rigorous school. But I was 
like seriously depressed. And I just hated the school simply because I hated my major. Mm-hmm. And since I hated my major, I did not want to study. I did not want to go to class. And on top of that, I'm coming from the Bronx. I didn't know how to study. <laughs> like, like, like my thing is, like, in a lot of schools in the Bronx, all you have to do is refrain from telling the teacher to suck your dick, and they'll give you a pass. Yo, Wrong schools, schools are good. Wrong schools are good. I don't don't let him. I mean, shit on wrong I mean, hey, like, I went to a school. I wore a uniform, and they still threw textbooks at the teacher. Right? But, that's a fact. Yo, I am so serious. I'm so serious. Hell, no, I went is, to an elite college school in the Bronx. Chill. <laughs> you went to private school. You woman ass nigga. Fuck out of here. I'll see Michael Howard. I'll say Michael Hobbs. Yeah, but essentially what I was referring to is when I was a business major, my grades were very low. Not because yeah. I wasn't good at it, but because I had no drive to do it. Once I transitioned over to English, my grades started to like skyrocket. And on top of that, it led to a lot more opportunities. Since I was good in English, I became a teaching assistant. After being a teaching assistant, my teacher connected me with one of her previous students, which ended up leading to my first job at the college. Which is a pretty good job. I mean, I hated that shit. I left, but it still le- it still left left me at like a pretty good place to start. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, yeah, you believe that it's important to sacrifice. Yeah. Like find that balance. But all right. So leading into the next question, before I get into it, just if everybody could just answer this question real quick, where, where are you guys from? Where are you guys from? I'm talking about like the city. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, I'm not gonna go in that. I'm, like we're all from the city, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what part of the city are you from? Uptown, Bronx? Uptown, baby. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I'm from the Bronx, too, you know. Uptown, Bronx. Uptown, Bronx. Yeah, we all from the Bronx, here? From Uptown. From the Bronx. <laughs> I don't know the Bronx. I'm from Riverdale. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, the fancy man. All right, all right. So that leads to my next question. What was that transition like? What was the transition like? Diversity-wise, all of that stuff. Yeah, that transition was horrible. <laughs> what made it horrible? Um, well, Geneseo has a program called AOP, where you often meet people that are often the same ethnicity as you, mm-hmm. or similar at least from the come and they live in the same area. Like they usually come from New York City or Long Island, like one of those areas. I was in AOP, so I kind of I came in through general admission. I didn't know a soul in that school. And the only reason why I knew certain people was because I came in during orientation and I met some of the people that were in AOP during those two days I was there. Mm-hmm. But of course, it was two days. So I wasn't as close to them as, you know, other people that were there in the program the entire time. So for like that first semester that I was there, I kind of just, I was just by myself for the most part. I stayed to myself, went to class, went back home, went to class, went back home. No, really nothing. It was good in an academic sense, but socially... It really didn't leave much. It left much to be desired because I felt like I wanted to go talk to more people, but I was always afraid to like to speak to anyone because mm. they didn't know me, I didn't know them, and I'm on a campus where it's predominantly white. Not that it's a problem, but it's more so that I'm not used to it, and I've never interacted with a um, a white individual that wasn't from New York City. So, did you make any efforts to try to blend in? Were you just doing your own thing? Did you stick to your own crowd? Um, I made efforts to talk to him. I wouldn't say blend in, but I would just try to, you know, integrate. Like, yeah, blend in. Okay, I guess. Like, integrate my personality with theirs. Obviously, keep remnants of myself. I'm not going to compromise who I am as a person. But it was just, it was a big gap, and I didn't know how to. Close it. Um, yeah, code switch to talk 
to a lot of these individuals that come from a lot of small towns upstate. Some mm. of these people live in Albany. I don't know how they communicate over there. It, it's it's weird, especially when you're from New York City. You know how you talk and you know how other people talk from New York City, so it's easier for you. So it's it was just a little weird for me, from my perspective. So I kind of went into yeah. I went into I went into um college, you know, with the same mindset. You know, I just kind of stick with my own people. You know, kind of stick with you know the people that I could relate to most. And you know, it worked out for me very good my freshman year because a lot of the people that I knew were upperclassmen and they were very welcoming, welcoming and stuff. So I didn't really have a a hard time, you know, uh, transitioning. transitioning my freshman year. Sophomore year came, you know, now most of my friends leave, most of the upperclassmen leave. And then it's kind of, you know, me and just you know, a couple of the people that I know. And at first, you know, got very, very late, depressing. But I realized that the whole point of college is kind of to like find yourself. And expanding my horizons was probably the biggest thing that I possibly I did when it came to you know what I was doing in my so my second year of my sophomore year and just not necessarily you don't you don't really have to code switch because you know always be yourself yeah. I always say always be yourself you never have to switch switch up for anybody but it was just but be open minded at the same yeah, time right? open minded at the same time but it's just understanding the background of where other people are coming from and trying to see like because I realized one thing in college. And I feel like your white people have the most fun in college. I swear my God. They have the most fun in I college. I mean, it depends on what college you go to, though. That is true. But the reason why I think so. Let's say we go to like an HBCU. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are the exceptions. Most yeah. schools are mostly white. Exactly. Most schools are mostly white. Exactly. And I get it, though. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, the parties, the parties might not be fun or anything like that. But actually, like, hanging out with like some of these white, some of the white uh, people at our school and just, you know, doing the stuff that they do. It's like I have a friend named Kaim. You guys know Kaim? Yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah. Kaim, shout out to Kaim. Shout out to Kaim. But uh, Kaim has the most fun. Most like he's like Kaim is also like he's black as well. But it's like one of the very few black black people in my AOP class. And if you see an AOP class, it's like yo, this man has the most fun for a black person at uh, uh what's it called PWI. And you just wonder, like, why? And every day I ask Kyle, I'm like, yo, how do you have so much fun? How do you have so much time to do this and that? And he's just like, you know, it's, it's just about, you know, meeting new people and just connecting with other people rather than just sticking to the same crowd that you have. For people who don't know, what is a PWI? A predominantly white institution. Okay. All right, so I'm, I'm one of those people who didn't know, so thank you for asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just feel like expanding horizons is probably the biggest uh, thing. All right, so I'm gonna try and bring our ladies into the conversation because you've been so quiet. This is like this is like clearly a display of toxic femininity right there. So you're gonna have to like, <laughs> like, like, you're gonna have to like say so. Like, what was your college experience like? What was the transition like? Well, I mean, I came to college when I was 16. Wow, 16. Yeah, okay. Even, but... well, hold on. I mean, are you the only one? Or no, yeah. Well, I can. Oh. No, oh, I can't. No, damn, a lot he of was 17. I came to college at seventeen. 17. You worked it early. Yeah, that's still impressive. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. You know, you can put off a gun. I was eighteen. I think you got better than us or something like that. No, you got that little. I didn't want to go. Sixteen. Well, I'm glad I didn't. Now, thinking back, but um, so yeah, I went when I was sixteen, and since I was always the youngest person there, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Like I just mm. felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. 
I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything fun. I mean, you could have. You chose not to, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was all, it was all technically. Yeah, we had bottles at 18. We had yeah. tons of bottles, Sandy. You should have just asked, right? Now you guys are even treating me like babies too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Guilty, yeah, all right. maybe a little, right. maybe a little. Um, but then she used to wear like Skechers. Skechers light up now. Skechers in that pink, right, so, uh, in that pink jeans. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, so I was young, and I never seen so many white people. Not, I'm not racist. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all good. But it mirrored. I feel like being there was a. Like, going to PWI was a good experience because what I experienced there actually mirrors what the real world is like. Like, if you go to HBCU, that's cool and fun and all, but that's not. It's a bubble. It's a bubble. It's like, that's not what everywhere else is like. So, yeah. it was good to go there. I learned how to hustle. I think. Elaborate on good. it. Elaborate on that. I feel like some people need to hear that. High hustles? Yeah. How, how mean, you learn to utilize your resources and all of that? Skills. That you gained. People that you finessed. <laughs> all i'm gonna say is that um i took it i didn't i won't say i took advantage of the resources i had in college because i didn't but i did make friends with people that were always trying to get internships and trying to do something every summer trying to apply trying to get ahead of the game not trying to be like um followers of society and like care about partying and drinking but people that think outside the box and think about what they're going to do outside of college I tried to hang around people like that. Mm. So your, your hustle was your network. My hustle was my mm. network because your network okay. is your net worth. Major mm. key, that's so true. Your network okay. is key. your net worth. Okay. You, um, are the, you are the sum of the five people you hang around most, right? I don't know if it's five, but people, <laughs> people that you're you know, around most. You, you know Drop what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. All right, what about you, Jess? What was your college experience like? Um, For me, like... Yeah, I also came in at 16. Honestly, looking back on college, I don't, I don't, like, I know I was a bio major, but, like, I don't even remember, like, what you learned. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I remember is really, like, ASA, like, going to the gym with you guys and ball and, like. You were yeah. a whacking ball. I don't know you remember that. I, was, I, was, I don't know you remember I, that. I don't remember I, that. I, my jump shots are nice. My jump shots. For the sake of the podcast, we'll let you rock with that. Yeah, I mean, that's all I can really, like, when I'm thinking about college, all I remember is just, like, the connections I made with the people there and with, um, like professors, like they still sometimes came in contact with Yoko, Yama, and my ALP. No, I'm All right, so <laughs> just generally speaking, how did you guys navigate through your college experience socially? Not even academically, but socially. In which ways have you grown? Like, what did you do? How did you put yourself out there? I'll answer that one first. It's all right, all right? Relax, all right? <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> like, all right. I mean, I'll answer it, and I'm passing on to Nana. Because me and Nana came in, same year, same right. crew. And I can't from you. Loki took over the school. You <laughs> see? And my thing is, it's because we realized that there wasn't many environments in regards to the party setting, socially, that we really fit into and didn't have to like force ourselves to enjoy, you know what I mean? So we just decided to just take it on our, ourselves and we built like a b very large urban like party community. 
and we became those guys because we were helping so many people. And DJ Best is over here, but we're gonna talk about him later. Me? DJ Best. <laughs> but yeah, like all, all we did, we just took over. We saw something that was missing, something that we wanted to do. So then we did it. And as a result, we enjoyed our college experience and a lot of people benefited from it as well. So college really is what you make of it. Yeah. Academically, socially, it's really what you make of it. You could waste away all four years just hoping something's gonna happen for you, or you could take initiative. You could be proactive. You could make sacrifices. You could um you could network. And yeah, all that. <laughs> I feel like the uh, people. I mean, I mean, but I mean, let, let, come on, bro. Let me go ahead. Let me go. Let me go. Yo, bro, fighting, guys. It, 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 it bounces off right when he said the same. But I mean, it's like for uh for us, I mean, coming in, there was not a lot of black dudes on campus. So off rip, like people just noticed us when we came on. And I mean, like our mentors gave us a heads up that that might be the case. But um, I mean, they kind of exaggerated just a little bit. Yeah, they made it seem like we we're gonna be celebrities. But um, yeah. <laughs> but it took um, time. It took time. I mean, socially, how we started, uh, we were actually like, we knew our entire freshman class because we were going out to like the freshman dorms and like getting to know everybody. So like, we were cool with everybody in a sense. Like, we didn't discriminate. We were cool with the white kids, the Asians, the blacks. We was meeting everybody. It got to the point where we would be walking down and random people would be shouting us out. Hey, Nana. And we wouldn't even know their names. Just, oh, it was good. But, uh, I mean, we definitely, like, over time we took over because we realized that um, a lot of the things that the other kids were getting into, just it just didn't work for us. It's not to say that it's it's there's anything wrong with what they were doing, but it just wasn't our field. So we created our own space and, you know, a lot of people just naturally gravitated towards it. So, I mean, socially, I feel like we had a great, at least towards the end, like we we built towards it, it became like a really great experience. Something that we can definitely remember. So, do you guys feel like college was the best four years of your life thus far? I'll say it's up there. I'll say it's yeah. Up there. So far in my life, in terms of, as a collective four, I don't think there's any four years that were better. Yeah. I'll say yeah. All right, so we have a newcomer joining the show. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? It's Michael over here. Say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> hey, 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 what's up, guys? It's Mike over here. Mike, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you, Mike. All right, so going back to the topic, we're discussing navigating through college socially. Was there something that you wanted to add, E? Actually, I did. But, um, I would have said uh, the smallest things that you actually do uh, socially. It's crazy because you, it it would lead to like probably one like the greatest friendships. Like you know, playing basketball. Like people think, oh my god, like playing basketball. You know, you're just being competitive and stuff. But the certain the same person that you could play basketball with is like the same person that you could end up taking like ten shots with that later on that night. You know, going out and having fun. So. Yeah, I say the smallest stuff. Like, you know, have you have you guys ever encountered some like anything, you know, socially where I mean yeah, I played rugby. Yeah. I played rugby. My thing is it was fun. Yes, I played rugby. I heard a lot about the rugby. No, 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 no. Yo, bro, I'll tell you. My, <laughs> thing is, my thing is like I really I really enjoyed rugby. But rugby in this school it was D two, so it was kinda like a fret. I remember my first night I went over there for initiation. That's when I really, really saw how much white boys drink, yo. That shit is crazy. They gave me, like, 
11 to 13 shots. And then they said, all right, go out to the sorority party. I'm like, all right, this is the last time I'm going out with y'all. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I, got, I got back home. I ordered some food. I dropped half of it on the floor. But I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I just ate the rest of my food. And, then, and I was living with Nana and the rest of the They just come in and see me eating as well. I'm like, it was good, bro. That's it. I walk in at like 2 in the morning. He eating food. <laughs> stand in front of the TV. I'm like, bro, you good, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm chilling. But yeah, you're, you're, you're very right. Those small interactions go a very long way. And then you, then you realize that Color is really just, it's not even a boundary. It really, it's not really anything. It's just differences culturally, culturally differences upbringing, but at the end of the day, we're pretty much all the same. Yeah. Pretty much all the same. Yeah. So it's just the way that you think. So, all right, so Mike, <laughs> since you just joined the, mm-hmm. the conversation, what was college like for you? How'd you like it? What was it like? College was okay. I feel like my last two years were probably my worst two years, but they were my best years for in terms of academics. Mm. Uh, my first two years by far were the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of parties, social events, interacting with my friends. But you know, once you, you get older, you realize that you have to mature and sacrifice certain things just to be successful. All right, so yeah, we're also talking about navigating socially and finding your own place in school. And and my thing is, we we know you for who you were yeah. in Genesee. You were DJ best. Um, they don't go by that number. <laughs> they don't go by that number. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 so that what is died, it now? That died in 2016. I'm sorry. 2016. All right, so what made you decide to become a DJ? Like, what was wait, it? Wait, wait. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> what made me decide to be such a fun person? That's a better question. Okay. All right. Okay. So, how I saw it was that I, me personally, I live off energy. So if you have great energy around me, then it makes me hype. So I can make people in the community happy, right? So what mm-hmm. I used to try to do was have game nights, um, plans, parties, or small get-togethers, watch movies, things, um, watch fights. Um, off a collective yeah. effort. It was not only me because, like I said, I live off energy. Without others, I'm nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So that's how I lived off of college. All right, so you're also from the Bronx, right? I'm from Riverdale. From Riverdale? (laughs) Wait, wait, so it's not from Mashula? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but my thing is... I'm from Riverdale, man. I'm sorry, I'm from Yonkers. Mm. All right, so what was the transition like for you going going into college after being... You know, African American male who went to school in New York City. What was it like? But well, I wasn't too surprised, you know, because um, I went to school with a lot of white boys as well. You know, in the Bronx, not predominantly just black people. You know, we have like it's a melting pot. So sometimes you have like a couple of white boys, um, with Hispanics, Italians. I consider people that are Italian. They're color. They're white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's how I saw. I didn't really see it as color. I saw it by almost as race and ethnicity. That's how I saw them. You you went to one of the biggest schools in the Bronx, so like oh you was already gosh. like you was, <laughs> no, wait, I'm wait, saying wait. like you was exposed to diversity. Wait, but, was, but wasn't that school next to Mashula? Wait, wait, no. <laughs> 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 I transferred in, I'm gentle. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I am an alumni to D. Wickland High School. Mm. But um, that school was had a lot of Hispanics in that school, as well as Jamaicans. Mm. Um, Africans, Asians. I went to um, school right near Bronx Science as well. So Bronx Science had tons of white people, Asian, Indian, Americans, what else? It's a lot of exchange students as well. So going to Genesee, I wasn't too surprised. I was just more surprised of the 
um, how terrible the food was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I had to adapt to that. And knowing me, everybody <laughs> knows I have a lot of allergies. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Alright, okay. Everybody like, yeah. But just like, besides that, food was terrible to me, right? But I I learned to adapt. So, you know, like Darwin says. Oh God! <laughs> 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 We're not getting there. Say it, say it. Say something like the Riverdale guy. Go ahead. I feel like isn't all college school, college, college food, like in any college, like isn't it all trash? Like the same? No, no. 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 You been to Howard? Like this, this is the Bridgeport, so Connecticut. Yeah. Yes, I went to this school to visit. Their food was bomb. Oh, I disagree. No, you went. <laughs> it was bad. Good. All right, so Mike, going back to you. I mean, because we all answered these questions already. How do you feel your degree has helped you since graduating? Do you feel like, do you feel like your college experience was worth it, academically, socially, altogether? Of course, like um, in terms. In terms of my vernacular, like the way I speak now is different. Before, I, I felt like I would use words like SMD and stuff like that. Mm. Like, oh yeah, N word, the N word. Like, I despise that word. You know, knowing everybody knows who my brother is, you can't say the N word around him. So, like, in terms I of say that, word around him. Yeah, because you're the language. <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang, not with you. Yeah, but like, it's your college. I just felt like it prepared you to live on your own. I tell people this a lot that going away teaches you how to live. And not rely on your parents. You know, there's certain struggles that you need to go through at, to become a man or a woman. You know, and if you don't go through that, and say you decide to stay home, there's certain things that you lose out on the kids that go away. You know, despite the fact that we get way more loans, we have to pay way more loans. I feel like in life, sometimes you can take in debt just to become more successful as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, so as long as you evolve, that's all. That's all that matters. Yeah. So my thing is, what, what, like, what it feels like to me is a lot of people these days say college is not, nece is not necessary and your degree is worthless. But what I'm getting from this conversation is the experience is not necessarily about the academics alone. The ex college experience overall, even socially, is what you may need to get on yeah. in life for the people who end up going. If you don't go... Hey, that's all you. You're never going to get a job, you bum-ass nigga. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah, it's hard for us to get jobs, too. Some people, I feel like some people know and they're dead set on, like, what they want to do in life. And they actually need that degree to do what they need to do. Like, I have a friend who stayed home. He didn't go away for college. And he was dead set on what he wanted to do. He went to um, City College and he became an engineer. That's what he's wanted to do since he was a kid. What kind of engineer? I don't want to say it wrong. But I, Some type of engineer. Yeah, like he is. He's definitely an engineer. But um, and he's making he's making good money now. But um, he he he's known that he's wanted to do that since he was a kid. So he needed that degree. But like, if, if for somebody who pursue your dreams, people. That's all I'm gonna say. Go ahead. All right, so that actually leads to my next question, which was sprung about by Sandy here, which is, don't worry, I'm not gonna target you. I'm not gonna target you. <laughs> do you guys believe that you should follow your passion, or be practical. I say follow your passion. But whatever you guys believe, go ahead. I um I was having a conversation with somebody. Um and she was talking about how like she was talking about how black men wanna pursue their passion. And it's funny that you said that. Like she was like she was talking about how black men always want to pursue their passion instead of like figuring out that like getting structure, organizing things, getting something done and then using that to help you pursue your passion. Like 
where do we find the time? Like, and and it's like it's kind of holding us back, like as a as like a, as a demographic that we're always trying to like shoot for our dreams per se when we can like do something. Because like she asked me like, yo, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I, and I explained my life plan to her, but I told her like, but I'm still gonna pursue my passions. And she was just trying to like, she was like picking it apart. She's like, yo, like, where do you find the time to do all that? Like, how are you not blah blah blah? Like, what about this and what about that? And I mean, it made me think. I'm like, you know, like. I, no matter what she said, I'm still pursuing my passion. Like that, it didn't it didn't hinder me or stop me. But like, it just like it does put things into perspective. Like, yeah, maybe I do. Some, having a side hustle is definitely important. Sometimes you do need to be practical. Matter of fact, not sometimes. You need to be practical most of the time because this world it doesn't move to your to the beat of your drum. Like things are gonna happen that are out of your control. So you have to prepare for life in general. But you should still do what makes you happy because you only got one life to live, as far as we know. So essentially, you're saying. It's okay to take risks, but make sure that at least somewhat calculated. Exactly. It's okay to have some structure. Yeah, and again, but don't live in a box and don't give up just because you fail. Because failure is the best learning experience, mm. and failure is a sign that something is happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, everything regarding being either practical or pursuing your passion and living what you want to do. It's kind of like black and white. When you really look at it, and that's not the world that we live. In. We live in the in a world that's full of gray. So you can't just say I'm gonna try to live my life practically because if you want to do that, then that means the entire world will be full of doctors or engineers or nurses, all these types of different people. We'll be robots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be robots. <laughs> no hearts, but we have a heart and a brain for a reason. We have to use both of them together. If you live your life according only to your passions then that it'll, people will be fun. They'll be, they'll be like, they'll be living life. But I feel like there'll be no structure. Nothing will ever really get done if you continue to live according only to your passions. Unless if you're that good. Yeah, which, is not, that which is not most of us. Which is not most of us. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got to really say that, though, because, like, yo, honestly... I mean, there's not to discourage anybody, either. If you got it, you got it. We can't tell you shit. Yeah, like, like, yo, I feel like we take the time to think that everybody's special. Guys... Nobody's special. We're all special. You are. No, we're all God's beautiful creations. Yo, you're not. He's a pessimist. He's a pessimist, guys. Don't pay attention. I know. I'm pessimist. (laughs) Everybody, everybody has their own struggles. You're not unique. Your shit is not unique to you. That's all I'm saying. I. Um. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. I think I was gonna say, like, I think that you should be practical. Like, while also following your passion, because if you just follow your passion, like, without having, you know, like, funds or an idea, you know what I mean? I feel like you won't really get anywhere. Like, even, like, dancers or something, like, you can't, or choreographers, you can't just want to hold the dance class. Like, who's going to come to your dance class if they don't know what your people are doing? You know what I mean? Like, you have to go see other dance classes, witness how they structure things, and then get a following or a fan base before you want to, like, open your own dance studio or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like you have to be practical first and see how you can build up your fame. And then as you're being practical, like work on your passion, like hustle, and then just do your passion and throw away whatever you're practicalizing or whatever. You know what I mean? No, that makes perfect sense. At the end of the day, we do live in a capitalist economy. You need yeah. money in order to get by. So exactly. even if you do have a passion, you need to find a way to monetize it. Right. Unless you want to be one of those people who just like play the guitar in the subway. Or 
Damn. I mean, they make money. They make money. We might edit that one out. Right. <laughs> Let's that stuff. But do you believe that we still need to take risks? Of course. I feel like you have to take risks. Like, say, for example, someone like 6ix9ine. Mm-hmm. He made it. Like, <laughs> he took a, a lot of risks. He took yeah. a lot of risks. You know what I mean? But look, look, he's made tons of money. You know, and that risk led him to jail. But sooner or later, he's coming back out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, no, like, like, like I mean, he, he was he an extreme risk taker. But, but you have to understand this. He 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 goes to jail, right? Mm-hmm. He comes back out. He's still richer than every all of us here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he's also in danger more fought, than any of us here. Yeah, but he followed his dreams. You know what I mean? And he succeeded. And he ended up going it. some. some I mean, ended I'm, up going some way, but he succeeded. He became a rapper. Follow your dreams. You have to step in the foot of danger. You oh, definitely. I, I want to understand. To you have to risk things. You know what I mean? Now, if you wanted to be extremely modest and just remain balanced, um, not balanced, like on the right, other cool. side, you know what I mean? You're not gonna go anywhere. But I feel like you should take risks. You should take. You should walk Absolutely. on the danger side. But you should also, yeah, think about, think about. How what the consequences might be, and I feel like with six nine, <laughs> he was extremely risky. Shout out Brooklyn. Y'all not claiming him now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, we got rats in the Bronx, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love him. Mm. Mm. All right, so mm? yeah, scare money don't make no money. That's honestly the name of the game. You gotta, as as you said, you gotta have smart, calculated risks. You gotta, you can't just go out there and think, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars." Like, talk about stocks. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars on a stock because I like the brand. You gotta understand what the brand is actually doing. Exactly, it's how it's moving yeah. forward. If your brand is tanking and you spend a thousand dollars on it, and let's say that's thousand dollars out of fifteen hundred that you had in your account, you just lost about fifteen of all the money you had. Whether that hurts you or not, we don't really know. But, you know, it will hurt eventually, especially if it continues to go down. So it's also about knowing what you're getting yourself into and then understand the consequences and whether you're okay with them. I mean, there was one thing that you said, like, sometimes you shouldn't invest in things like things that you like. If you like the brand, that's what you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you, you should always invest in things that you're interested in because that's the only way the investment will work for you. Because if you're investing in things that you're not interested in, is it really? And I'm talking stocks too. I'm not talking like just in life. Like invest in things that you know and you're interested in because then you'll really have like a mm-hmm. a proactive approach towards it. So essentially, mm-hmm. I do. What you were saying is you shouldn't invest in something simply because you like it. You should think about the, the, the money consequences. Of it. Yeah. All right. And then you're saying you should at least somewhat be interested in it. Yeah. So that you'll be more invested in it. To see what I did there. All right, so just to close the conversation, which was a really pleasant conversation, by the way, how about we end it off by giving advice? For those of you who are still in school, those of us who already graduated, let's give advice to people who are still in school to make the best out of their college experience. And on top of that, for those who are graduating soon or who have already graduated to get by. Um, for people that, well, I'm still in school, I'm a dream right now. And for those that are still in school or going to school, just relax, breathe, and it's not that serious, mm. in all honesty. Elaborate on it. Because I'm, like, me personally, I'm a very fickle person. I try to do everything by the book. I used to look at the world as black and white, and I try to do everything according to the rules. 
you can't live like that. And yes, your grades are important. You should always try to get great grades. But it's not the end of the world if something bad happens. It's not that serious. That's what that's what I really mean by it's not that serious because you can always do something better. Like Nana brought up a good point earlier when he said that it's not about your failures. The failures are actually going to make you stronger at the end of the day. You only really fail when you let it. When you don't learn anything from it. Exactly. When you don't learn anything from your failures, you're a failure at that point because you let it you let it take over and then you let that feeling of downness and whatever else comes with it, depression, sadness, take over. You have to overcome it. Mm. It's not that serious. Just breathe, keep moving forward. Life goes on. Yes. All right, does anybody else have some advice for anybody listening? I mean, in terms of advice that I would give, um, I feel like the first thing you should do before taking any classes your freshman year is talking to your advisor. And I feel like you should also get a hold of any upperclassmen that you can. Don't be afraid to speak to people because college is about networking. Like that network that you build might be your business partner 10 years down the line. So I feel like getting to know people, don't don't be in your room, don't be a hermit. And getting out there is the most important thing that you could do. And also like try to find yourself, you know. I mean, some people feel like they know who they are going in, but really try to find yourself. Um, so I usually live by like three things now. Uh, know your purpose. Um, so if you know if you're going to school to network, if you're going to school to um, you know if you know you need to take certain class, you know you know you know you need to have a certain GPA, all that type of stuff. You know, definitely do that. That's like, you know, that comes first. So definitely like know your purpose, know what you want to do all of that, um, expand your horizons. So like you said, um, joining new clubs, like join a rugby team, like join a, jo- join a Chinese club. Like Socialize. Do, yeah, just do different things, yo. Because remember, at the end of the day, it's four years of college that you never get back. And you, you're going to regret it either way. Because there's definitely a lot of stuff that I regret not doing in high school. And that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't ever want to regret in life. So say definitely like expand your horizons and just try different things. Like I'm like this semester, I'm, um, I'm taking a yoga in a Zumba class. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's just something new. You know what I'm saying? It's just different people you can meet and different stuff you can learn. So You're doing it for the girls, aren't you? Nah, not at all. <laughs> legit, legit, legit. I'm legit just doing it. Just doing, doing what? Yoga, uh, yoga in a Zumba class, yo. You're definitely doing it for the girls. Yo, I'm, I'm playing it right now. I'll, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> but nah, you know, you just, you know, explain your horizons. And last, have fun. Just have all fun, right. yo. Have fun. Enjoy your experience. Mm-hmm. Enjoy right, so my piece of advice is kind of similar to what Ephraim just said. My advice is if you're going to bust your ass, bust your ass towards something that actually means something to you. So in a sense, it's like they tell you you need to graduate and then go and get a job and all of that. So I went through that path, graduated, busted my ass to get a job, got a job, absolutely hated that shit. So I was there, I was making money, but I was depressed and miserable. And right now I'm busting my ass towards something I actually care for. Even though I'm not there yet, I feel fulfilled. And at the end of the day, you can always get a job. You have a degree. It might be tough. You might have to network, but you can always get a job. But you're not always going to have that window to chase your dream. If you're living at home, if you're young, you don't have baby mamas, you're not, you're not <laughs> married, you don't have children, you have time to explore and do what you got to do. And you're young, you have energy. Would you rather be having fun now and struggle when you're old or struggle now and then retire at 43? I would much rather bust my ass now working towards what I want and get somewhere and then retire at 43. 
fat with nothing that I need to do. Wake up when I want, wear what I want, and all of that. So yeah, that's what that's my piece of advice. Bush ass towards something that's meaningful. Hmm? I'm saying I could be fat if I want to. At 43, if I'm rich, what? I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some shorties over there rubbing my belly and everything, right? Eating grapes, eating grapes. Eating grapes, I swear to God. Nope, the green grapes. As for me, I live I live by three things as well. The first one was survival of the fittest, the Darwin the Darwinism theory. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta, you know why you came there. So you know, like I said, make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be great. Like me, in terms of me, I didn't, I didn't really care about clout nor fame. People put that on me. Oh, Mike, Mike, this, Mike, that. I didn't give a f about that because if you actually knew me, I was a down to earth guy. You know what I mean? Become a legend. That's what mm-hmm. you want to become. A legend. Let them remember who you were and what you did. You know what I mean? Fuck the clap, fuck the fame, because all that shit goes away, right? Am I wrong? No, you're right. Go ahead. You know what I mean? And the last one is just all about, like, because since we deal with people every day, friends, family, teachers, we have to also learn to forgive, you know? Learn to forgive and just move on with life. You know, talking about the next person and the other person is not going to do anything for you. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, how I was is that I always wanted to bring everybody around, right? Despite the fact if if I just caught somebody ugly or so caught somebody a raccoon, as you guys know, I was just joking. You know what I mean? A lot of people used to take offense to that, but I would apologize to it. And if I saw that somebody was actually hurt that I said that joke, I wouldn't say that the next time because I know they can't handle a joke. Mm. You know? So that's me, you know, just apolo- being apologetic and forgiving people for not having a sense of humor. Yo. Having a sense of humor is probably one of the biggest things in, in life and in college. Because college, you see a lot of funny shit, all right? All right. That's all I got to say, guys. All right, so thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Gold Star Podcast. Leave your comments, share, tell us what you thought about it. Right. Thank, thank you for tuning in. Good night.